You ever wonder how the will of God works? What does it mean when we talk about providence, divine providence? Well, we're going to talk about that, explore it a little bit, what the Arantia book has to say about that. And it's more important than you think. Plus, we'll take a look at what's happening in the Arantia book community. A lot of exciting events coming up. Stay tuned. This is the Arantia Radio Podcast. I thought it would be good to start off with Moody Blues to get me in the mood for another Urantia Radio podcast. I love these guys. I have a friend of mine who knows some of the people that were in the band, and he tells me it's it's one John, I want to say John Locke. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm totally wrong on that, but uh, and I'm sure he appreciates me telling the world that he reads the Urantia book. <laughs> I hope that's okay. Anyway, how are you doing? It's good to have you here. It's always good to be here. I want to talk about providence. Providence. What a great word. We don't hear it as much, but there, you know, interestingly, as I was putting together some stuff for the show, I noticed that there are a lot of companies that use the term providence, and the history of providence runs real deep in our... um, just a hair. It runs real deep in the in our lexicon, and it means the over. I, my own interpretation of providence is that it means the over control of God, which means He has His hands in everything, and and nothing happens without His. Nothing surprises the Lord, you know. And um, and the reason I think was thinking about providence is because. With all the stuff that's going on in the world, I, I'm reminded that in the past, when things aren't progressing, then things get swept away. Think about in the early times when, I think it was during the first forming of the earth, and literally the entire ocean of creatures was completely washed away. They just, they, they almost started over. And what I think that means is is that if it's not going in the right direction, then providence has a self-correction mechanism because it's it's deity, it's um, it's deity in action. Everything is working towards the emergence of the supreme being, and that involves every single one of us. We're all part of that that plan. That's the plan of the first stage of our universe existence is the emergence of the supreme. Being God as an experiential deity as well as an existentially perfect deity, so all things work towards the will of God, whether whether we want to participate or not, and that's why it concerns me when I see society going in the wrong direction because we're not progressing, we're regressing. And let me see if I can find the the paper. They actually did a whole section on providence which I'm going to get to here, but I do want to cover a couple of things before I do. First, I've been getting a lot of email about this, and I know it's a big deal, and I want people to know about it as well. There's going to be a Urantia conference, and that's coming up soon, and I want to get the information. I have it here. Uh, let's see here. We go, and Byron Bellatzos has a good book out. If you want to go buy it, it's out now. Brand new book called, the uh, what's it called? The Problem of Evil? The Problem of Evil and the Predicament of Theodicy. And I got an advanced copy of it, and I like it. And this is 
This is almost a complete rewrite. Truths about evil, sin, and the demonic. That was his first book. And you can get the new book right now on Amazon Kindle for 10 bucks. And so that, that I would encourage you to do. And we're going to try to get Byron on the program and he can talk some more about his new book, Truth About Evil, Sin, and the Demonic. Go on Amazon.com and you'll find it very easily. I did and it took me a minute. Also coming up, there is a big event going on with the, well, the UBIS, are they up yet? Are they, have they started? They have an event coming up. This is the spell, the Urantia Book International School presents the Spotlight Series. And that's coming up May 20th. Join Marilyn Kuliecki and Gar Jameson as they focus on the topic of bringing a revelation to Urantia, a grand partnership. That'll be Saturday, May 20th at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern, I, yeah, it's Saturday. They always do these things on Saturday, and I can't ever make it because I, I do all my family stuff on Saturday. Can you guys do it on Sunday? I guess that's when everybody goes to church, right? Anyway, so that's coming up, the UBIS, and you can get more information by going to the Urantia Foundation. And then there's another event that's coming up, IC23, which is July 24th through the 28th in Chicago. Come join the fun. And they're even going to have a costume contest. How exciting. But, uh, you know, I've got my own misgivings about that. But I'll keep those misgivings to myself. As long as everybody has a good time. You know, we don't want any drag queen, Urantia book stuff going on. If I hear about that, there'll be a lot of people very upset. So let's be careful. You know, it's fun to celebrate, but let's not get carried away here. Anyway, the IC23 is coming up. And that is, again, July 23rd through the 24th. Let me see if I can find the information. Here it is. Uh, if you want more information, you're going to go to a website and you're going to work with the fellowship. Go to urantiabook.org. Urantiabook.org. So let's talk about the functions of Providence. Providence does not, I'm reading from paper 118. And this is section 10. 118, section 10. Providence does not mean that God has decided all things for us and in advance. God loves us too much for that. For that would be nothing short of cosmic tyranny. See, they're saying that free will creatures don't need to have everything done for us. That's interesting because tyranny is what we hear a lot coming out of people who are not very thrilled with the way things are being run. And that's what big government wants to do. Big government wants to decide all things for us and in advance. Isn't that interesting? And they define that as tyranny. But God loves us too much for that. And that would be nothing short of cosmic tyranny if he planned everything. And then I continue on reading, man does have relative powers of choice. Neither is the divine love that short-sighted affection which would pamper and spoil the children of men. The Father, Son, and the Spirit as the Trinity are not the Almighty Supreme, but the supremacy of the Almighty can never be manifest without them. The growth of the Almighty is centered on the absolutes, the deity absolutes, unqualified absolute, qualified absolute, deity absolute. Those are the three absolutes. And they re- I think they represent the actions of God as his will is expanded in the universe. 
but the functions of the Almighty Supreme are related to the functions of the Paradise Trinity. From paper 118, section 10, it reads, It would appear that in the Supreme Being, all phases of universe activity are being partially reunited by the personality of this experiential deity. When therefore we desire to view the Trinity as one God, and if we limit this concept to the present known and organized grand universe, we discover that the evolving supreme being is the partial portraiture of the Paradise Trinity. And we further find that the supreme deity is evolving as the personality synthesis of finite matter, mind, and spirit in the grand universe. That's us, by the way. We are the personality synthesis of the, of the emerging supreme being. Can you see the difference between the, the primal force of God, the existential perfect God, and the supreme being? How does he go from this spectrum to the supreme being? He does it through the experience of that of his creation. He is personally experiencing growth, just like you and I experience growth. Now, some theology theology would say, no, God already knows everything. Well, that's true philosophically, but I, I think he even won't deprive himself of the experience of experiencing. And I think that's, and it's that communion the communion between God the Father and God the Son, which eventuated God the Spirit. That Spirit was the conjoint actor that allowed these two personalities to connect in mind and in spirit. It goes on to say, God loves each creature as a child, and that love overshadows each creature through all time and eternity. Providence functions with regard to the total and deals with the function of any creature as such function is related to the total. Providential intervention with regard to any being is indicative of the importance of the function of that being as concerns the evolutionary growth of some total. That's a very important statement, isn't it? When providence intervenes on your behalf, that's because you serve an important function that carries and as it concerns evolutionary growth of the total. It means you're doing something important. It means that you are important. And you can be important as an individual, as a race, as a nation. The total planet, or even a higher total. How about the total of the local universe? Nevertheless, the Father as a person may at any time interpose a fatherly hand in the stream of cosmic events, all in accordance with the will of God and in consonance with the wisdom of God, and as motivated by the love of God. What man calls providence is all too often the product of his own imagination, the fortuitous juxtaposition of the circumstances of chance. There is, however, a real and emerging providence in the finite realm of universe existence, a true and actualizing correlation of the energies of space, the motions of time, and the thoughts of intellect, the ideals of character, the desires of spiritual natures, and the purposive volitional acts of evolving personalities. The circumstances of the material realms find final finite integration in the interlocking presences of the supreme and the ultimate. 
the cir- I'll read that again. The circumstances of the material realms, that's our existence, find final finite integration in the interlocking presences of the supreme and the ultimate. That tells me that it's only through that presence of the supreme and the ultimate that gives us any value. Because we're we're flowing with the flow of the universe. You know, I was talking about frequencies the other day with, you know, it's an interesting thing that I saw recently. You know, sometimes I have to say I'm glad that we have some kind of social media because you really get to see how smart people all over the world come up with these great things. And I'm going to try to describe something for you. And it might help you understand why, why certain people might be more spiritually connected than others. So you know what a pitchfork is. It's a, it's a metallic fork that varies in length depending on the frequency that it emits when you strike it with a, with a rod. And I saw this man on, I think it was Instagram or something. Maybe it was YouTube. And he had three pitchforks, two that were 440 hertz and one that was slightly shorter, maybe 220 or something. Maybe it was, you know, one, 1K or 100 hertz. I can't remember. But anyway, when he struck the 400, the 400 hertz uh, tuning, tuning fork, the other tuning fork that was also at the same frequency picked up on the resonance. They were, in a way, communi- communicating with each other because they were both because the one pitchfork was vibrating and that vibration moved through space and it got detected by the other pitchfork that had the same frequency that would explain to me there's there's one part of the Arantia book where the person giving the narrative says that he can feel the presence of of a high order but he can't see them in the room and i believe i believe there was a, a those without name and number, which is an ultra-high personality ascender. But they couldn't perceive, and I believe it was a seraphim or perhaps even a midwayer that was communicating that he could feel the presence, but he couldn't see him. It was too, in other words, his frequency was much higher. His frequency, whatever he's operating at, is much higher. And that's why I think sometimes... When you're in discussions with people, you can tell what frequency they're at. You know, I guess there is something about good vibrations, isn't there? And so I, I believe that is it, all of that is wrapped together in, in the will of God. And so that's why I think it's important for us to think about providence as being God's hand. God's hand, to, you know, like when you have a child and you're scooting them along, you know, you're encouraging them. You're trying to get them to go on the right path, or maybe you're helping a young, your young child learn how to ride a bike, and you kind of give them a little push, and you're sending them on their way. And that's what providence is. It's God's hand saying, I'm going to help you along your way. Now, sometimes providence can be what perceived as not a good thing. We tend to look at providence as those things like winning the lottery. But the Arantia book says sometimes unearned Wealth is the worst thing that can happen to you, especially if you're not prepared for it. And that kind of brings me to what I think is is happening in certainly the American culture. And it has to do with what we think is hardship and what is really hardship. Hardship is what's going on in the rest of the world. To us, we've chosen our own hardships. You know, we've become a victim society. 
And maybe it's God trying to teach us a lesson because we have such great potential as a nation. I mean, for goodness sakes, the revelators gave the Urantia book to the United States. It didn't end up in uh, Australia. It didn't end up in France. It didn't end up in England. Didn't end up in China. No, the, the, the revelators saw that we were the proper soil. Just like when Jesus chose the Middle East. He could have gone to Egypt. He could have come to the Americas. But he went where providence would play a, the best possible role. What would eventually work for the greatest number of people for the greatest number of time? And so Jesus, born a Jew in an area that was fertile for a new spiritual message. And so, so America also, in the, in the arrival of the Arantia book, being given a message that we get to carry to the rest of the world. Isn't that exciting? And that's what we're doing here. And as far as I'm concerned, the only purpose at this point is to share the good news of the kingdom. And that's the best way that you and I can serve providence. That's the best way that we can go into partnership with God, is just planting seeds as we see them, looking for soil. And so that's why I'm almost done with my book, and I'm doing just that. I want my next book, which I promised myself I would have at least in final form by June 1, uh, because it's a simple approach to explaining the Urantia book and why it has value in the modern day. And that'll be coming up, and I can't wait to share it with you. Again, just a few more finishing touches. And so that's going to do it for this brief episode. I'll have another one coming up probably, oh, I don't know, probably in the next week now that I'm back at home base. Papa Bear's back at home. So, oh, and before, before I forget, I cannot forget this. Uh, I would never be able to forgive myself. But there is going to be a very special event coming up, and it celebrates the Jubilee of Jubilees. And we know about the Jubilee of Jubilees. And it's being uh, co-presented by two wonderful people, Brother Joshua Wilson and Diane Lebrecht. And if you want more information, it's coming up. It will be held on Sunday, May 21st, which is just around the corner. And it starts at, uh, let's see, I think it starts at 1 p.m. on Sunday. That would be Eastern time. So figure it out from that point on where you're at. And it will be on Zoom. And if you want more information, and it's going to be featuring people from all around the world, if you're not aware, the Jubilee of Jubilees, that's when the daughter of the Infinite Spirit and Michael, the son of the Eternal Son and the Father, uh, basically got married. Uh, I mean, well, they were not married. They were eternally committed to one another. That was when the Master Son, the Sovereign Son, could enter into that jubilee of jubilees, an eternal, what I think is the eternal marriage between the uh, Michael and the mother. So it was pretty significant, and I hope you'll uh, join that presentation. I was part of it last year. I was very honored to be a part of it last year. And you want to reach out to Brother Joshua, and his email address is musical.net, musical at cox.net, musical at cox.net. And I hope I didn't butcher that too much. In the meantime, thanks again for stopping by. If you've got a comment or if you want to bring something uh, for discussion, Radio at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out the website, urantiaradio.net. 
and we leave you with Jennifer Rush. Till next time, thanks for stopping by.